Welcome to Takeaways, Life Lessons Learned. I'm your host, Hayam Mizrahi, recording from MDL Group. Recognized market leaders in commercial real estate brokerage and property management in Las Vegas, Nevada. Join me as I explore my takeaways from the people who have influenced me the most. Let's get started. I'm here with Greta Schultz, the president and CEO of Schultz Business Cell Lutions. Greta's based in West Palm Beach, Florida. She's been involved in sales, sales management, marketing, and training for almost, is it 30 years? Yes, when I was a mere, mere child, I started. So you're a columnist of over 30 business journals. You're an author of a bestseller. The title, To Sell is Not to Sell. So currently, you help organizations improve their sales process, build their businesses on referrals, You've been working with MDL Group now and all of our agents for over a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've got, I've got here a speaker, an author, a trainer, a solutions guru. Greta, thanks for joining me today. Absolutely. Happy to join. So those are my words in my introduction. Tell us in your own words, who are you and what do you do? Okay. So I'm just going to give you um, a, a quick background. I know it sounds like it's going to be longer than it is. When I was in college... Um, I, it's a funny story and it, it reminds me of exactly why I'm in the business I'm in. I had a girlfriend of mine who graduated a year ahead of me and she graduated. She was a, a international marketing and finance major. She got a job at international finance and marketing and it was perfect. So when I was graduating, she said to me, uh, Greta, are you applying for jobs? I said, yeah, I'm applying at Xerox. And she said, for what? And I said, for sales. And she said, oh my gosh, you're so much better than that. And I thought, huh, well, interestingly enough, got the job at Xerox. They had a wonderful training program and I was in sales. But as I went along in sales, I absolutely understood what she meant. Salespeople typically do a pretty poor job of selling because they don't do it right. So I dedicated what I do to keeping sales the way I believe it should be, which is consultative, ethical, upfront, honest, and, and that's how I developed what I do. So we're amidst this COVID, uh, we're going into week four in, in Southern Nevada, I don't know how long it's been in Florida, of the, of the shutdowns. You know, times are tough. You know, you and I were talking last week and I shared with you, I'm feeling super confident right now. Um, almost I can't understand why people aren't, you know, people, when I say people, commercial real estate agents, my my peers and colleagues, not just in, in Southern Nevada, but also with our Corfac network across the country. You know, it, yes, it's hard. Revenue will be down. Activity will be down. But there's so much opportunity and so much to be able to do. And I just want to attack every day. And it occurred to me why I'm so confident is because I'm overloaded with tools and ideas right now. And a lot of them, which I learned from you over this past year of you working with MDL Group. So I made a commitment to share one post a day for the next 30 days to help my fellow commercial real estate colleagues uh, here and, and uh, globally uh, to stay proactive and productive. So we had this great idea of recording the Zoom call and having you on to share some of your thoughts and ideas directly. Well, and, and it's funny when you talk about you know, why you're successful and you wanna like jump on it every day, that's part of the reason 
that you're having success. The other big part of the reason is because you said, I want to help my fellow commercial real estate people. Well, that's a big part of, in my opinion, how sales become successful because everybody talks about sales being about relationships. It is, but relationships mean different things and relationships are what can I do to help someone else to be successful, whether it's introduce them to someone they should meet, give them a tip, help them. If you can help another person, no matter what they do, and I don't even care if they're a competitor, it will come back to you tenfold. Now, if you're doing it only for it to come back to you, that's not going to help either because that's very see-through mm -hmm. and transparent. But if you are looking to help others, people like to work that way. They like to help other people. And when you are a person who does that, you are going to be successful. So that's one of the big reasons I think that you and others at MDL are, are having such success right now. So I think it's important that we share the story about how we came to work together, how we found you, why, why we work together, why we're continuing to work together. Um, so here, here's how it went down. I, uh, many people know I'm in an organization called Vistage. It's a CEO, top executive, business owner, peer coaching and accountability group. Once a month, I meet with my group. Our, our Vistage chair brings in a speaker. The speakers range in, in topics. Uh, it was December 2018, there was a speaker on sales. And I'm thinking this will be great. I know all I've been doing all of my life is sales. So this will be a nice refresher. Turns out when you hear a true subject matter expert talk about any subject for three hours, you realize how quickly how much you don't know about it. And in this case, it was sales. And this person laid out what a sales process looks like. And I realized, wow, whatever we thought we knew about sales, man, it doesn't compare to what we could know about sales. So you take that coupled with, I've been coaching and managing commercial real estate agents now for a decade, ranging in experience from, hey, I just got my real estate license, or even I'm thinking about getting my real estate license, all the way to people that have been doing this literally longer than I've been alive. Across the board, they've all said it, I've said it. It's something that goes like this. Man, if I could just get into the meeting, I can close business like no other. <laughs> it's just getting to that meeting and and everyone has their own challenges depending on where they are in their experience and their business and their life cycle but typically the challenge comes down to uh, i can't find enough time to time block consistently or i can't do x consistently or y consistently uh, specifically in our industry we kill what we eat so you know the typical cycle goes i prospect 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 i get a bunch of deals i get busy doing the deals so I stop prospecting, I close the deals, and I have to start the whole roller coaster over again. So I thought, all right, here's a resource out there that can that spoke to me for three hours about a sales process and what that really looks like. Kept my attention and everybody else in my Vistage group. And this this issue that every agent has, which is, oh, if I can just get that meeting, I can close like no other. So I said, let's solve for this at MDL Group. Let's let's get a consultant, someone that does this professionally with other organizations, let's bring them in and help all of our agents with this problem. So I went on a search, I spoke to that one speaker, I, I asked for other resources and referrals, um, and I specifically did not wanna stay in the commercial real estate industry. There are, there are fabulous organizations that only work on commercial real estate. I sort of wanted to ask that question, if I were Xerox, if I was Salesforce, if I was, 
a Fortune 1000 company, who would I hire? And I got referred to you Look by one of my other Vistage colleagues. So that's, that's the story. You came in, uh, you've, you've given us three live sessions. These are eight hour sessions in our conference room in Las Vegas. And then you've worked with our agents one-on-one -on -one for the last year. But for this call, because I have to say that first uh, in-person live session at our office, by three o'clock, everyone was like this. You know, their faces were melted on the desk because there's so much. But for today, you, you outlined four things. We'll talk about a sales process overview, some next level networking, creating strong strategic alliances, and one of my personal favorites, how to make a proper, it says cold call and warm call, I call it a sales conversation. Yeah, it is. So yeah, before we talk about those things, you know, it's interesting that you say, and believe me, you're not alone. If I can get in front of somebody, I can close them. If I had a dime for every time somebody told me that, I'd live on the beach and this wouldn't exist because I'd be drinking pina coladas and I'd be retired. I mean, it's unbelievable to me. First of all, yes, you have to have a better way of prospecting better than just picking up the phone and cold calling. Absolutely. But you have to do it at a different level and you have to bring in what I call the human factor. But the other big half to that is if you get up opportunities to get in front of someone, it doesn't necessarily mean that when you get in front of somebody, you're going to close them. And if you don't, what a lot of people say is, well, I didn't close them. They weren't good for me. I didn't like them. You know, they'll blame the other person. What we need to understand is, yes, there's steps and things we need to purposefully do to get <clears throat> excuse me, in front of the right people, but we have to do pre-work. We have to make sure that before we get in front of them, we know exactly what's going to be happening when we get in there. We have to have a process. And then when we get in there, there are certain things we have to discuss and make sure that we cover. You know, it's interesting. If I asked someone, if I asked you in the commercial real estate industry and I said, okay, so if somebody said, look, before I even go look at that building, I don't want to look at it. I want to, um, I want to have somebody, I want you guys to pay to have somebody go in and inspect it. And then I'll go in and look at it. And then I don't want anybody else coming to look at it. I mean, they come up with this whole way of doing things. Would you say, sure, let's do it that way. No, you would say, well, here's how it works. And, and we have a process because it works properly. For whatever reason, when it comes to the selling of whatever it is you do, we think whatever the, the prospect wants, we do. But that's not, I'm not saying the prospect isn't important, but it's not a matter of whatever they want. What it is, is there are certain things that you need to make sure that you cover, not for you, but for them as well. And those things are part of a process. So it's not just about getting in front of somebody. It's getting in front of the proper people, understanding before you get in what the plan is, carrying out that plan, and then having a clear and concise next step every time. That's the key. And that's what people, I think, don't understand. Rightfully so. Not everybody is in the sales business, even though they are. So they don't understand a lot of times. So you want me to talk about the, the kind of four kind of major things here? Yeah, I think what you just laid out is a great segue into the overview of a sales process. I mean, right. it's, it's exactly what you said. You, here's uh, two scenarios. You know, I finally get my dream client, prospective client on the line, and I give my value proposition and I'm feeling great. And then they say, okay, here's how it's gonna work. Right there, something went wrong. When they say, here's how it's gonna work. You're gonna do X, Y, and Z. Go ahead and, and uh, put together that, that uh, market survey and listing proposal. 
spend two weeks of your life, send that over to me and um, I'll let you know what I think. Cool. I'm so excited at that moment. I hang up the phone. I get working on this BOV. I do spend two weeks of my life. I, I mean, it's beautifully packaged. It talks about all their problems, all their um, opportunities for success, what my... All their, all their perceived problems because we don't even know what they are yet. Uh, that's true too. I send it to them and then if I'm lucky, I'll get an email back saying thanks. I don't know what they're doing with it, who they're sharing it with, when I can follow up, when I should follow up because I submitted to their process. So let's talk about a sales process overview and what it could look like in scenario B. Okay, so the way a sales process should start, we talked a little bit about prospecting and prospecting is obviously step number one. We've got to prospect properly. And there's a few things we can talk about with that and actually these couple of other things that that you want me to address are gonna be part of prospecting. So number one, prospecting is a very, very important thing. It's not just about picking up the phone and cold calling. It's not about just here, I've got a list and let me just get these people checked off of my list. It's doing it purposefully with the goal each time. That's number one. The second thing is what I call pre-qualification or engagement. When you do have an opportunity to get somebody on the phone or you see them in person, but let's, utilize on the phone because that's more common. We get them on the phone. There is actually a process when you get them on the phone. You have to have a reason why you called, not because they're Brown and company and you're on the bees. There has to be a particular reason that you called them. And the reason should have something to do with, I read this, I saw this, I learned this about. It's gotta be have some meat to it because today, no one's gonna give you the time of day unless there's a specific reason you've called them that has to do with them. So you call them, you set up what I call ground rules, which is a little bit more in depth than we have time for right now, but you set up some ground rules for the call and you know how the call is basically going to go. You give them an out at the end of the call so they don't feel that pressure of sales. Like, look, you know, let's take a few minutes, talk a little bit, ask some questions. If it makes sense, terrific. We'll figure out what the next step looks like. If it doesn't, we hang up and we remain friends, you know, something along that line. At that point, you're going to be asking some questions, and the questions aren't, if I could sell your building for more money than you ever did before, would you go with me? I mean, that's just a stupid question. It's very salesy, and we have to stay away from those. What we need to do is say, look, I learned this, or I understand this, or you know, the building two, two doors away from yours is doing this, and I thought it might make sense for us to talk, but I don't want to assume it does. So let me ask you a few questions, and the questions you ask here are, are consultative. They're neutral. And I say neutral, they have to be questions that are conversational as opposed to trying to put them into a corner to say yes. You know, the old adage of sales is keep asking questions till they say yes and then try to close the sale. This is not a trick. This is just a conversation. So you have to prepare on the, on the questions that you ask. Once you do and you hear something that could mean hey, maybe there's something here. If you wanna take that and say, well, tell me a little bit more about that. And you wanna dig these things a little bit deeper. Again, you're on the phone and it's a short phone call, so you can't go too far. But you do wanna dig that a little deeper. Then, after you hear a few things that you believe, hmm, I can help this person, you summarize that conversation and say, hey, Mr. Customer, I'd probably use their name, it's really tacky to say Mr. Customer. Hey, Mr. Customer. You know, it sounds like from what you've said, there may be something here that we could work together on. I don't want to assume that, but it sounds like we should at least take a next step. What do you think? 
And then you set up a clear next step that the two of you agree on. And then at the end of that, you send them a recap. So I know I'm running through this quickly, but that's part of what this process is. And there's some pieces behind that. But every step along the way has kind of an outline of what to do and make sure that you've kind of checked those boxes. Your words, your style, your way. But checking those boxes keeps you both you know, on the same track and they don't take over the conversation. Well, there are seven, <clears throat> seven steps. And I have to tell you, I started posting on social media. If you need ideas, if you need some motivation, reach out to me. One of the things that I get asked most about is, okay, I got my, my, my farm. I have my list of prospects. I'm about to start making, I got my plan for how many I'll contact every day. What do I say? And what I love about this is there's seven steps here that if I just understand that there's steps, and I follow these steps and I practice them. You know, I think about when you go through these, it's kind of like golf. If I want to be really good at golf, I have to break my swing down into many different steps. And what cracks me up is people will spend all sorts of time, energy, and effort on that. And they don't look at their profession in the same way. Let's go and practice these seven steps. I'll, I'm going to try to Saying back to you, you tell me if I miss any of them. So it's research, intro, push, pull, ground rules, questions, summary, clear next step, and recap. You didn't miss any of them, but you had a sheet below you. I can tell. I was writing them down as you were. As you, were. <laughs> you got it right. If you were just writing them. As you know, I do practice this stuff, and I, I slow it down, and, I, I, and it, it works. I have to say it works. All right, so that's the overview. Let's talk about some next-level networking, which – one thing I don't want you to share because I don't want you to give away the secret sauce that we've adopted at MDL Group. Don't talk about the, the roundtables. I won't. Okay. okay. Awesome. So <laughs> networking is really important. What's interesting about networking is it's one of those buzzwords that everybody knows they need to do. That's how business grows. But at the end of it, uh, people really don't know what it means, never really been educated. So what happens typically is somebody decides whether you're going to go to a NAOP after hours, you're going to go to a chamber of commerce, it doesn't matter. Whatever it is that you're going to go to, you sign up, you uh, say, okay, I'm going to go to, I don't know, the Cheesecake Factory restaurant, you know, downtown or whatever it is in Vegas. And uh, it's going to be Wednesday night and it's a business card exchange. So it's Wednesday at 4.30. And you're sitting in your office and you go, oh, I really don't want to go. But no, I committed that I'm going to network. That's the way to do business today, so I'm going to do it. So you get in the car and your car drives down to the Cheesecake Factory restaurant and you park. Your car really wants to go home, but no, you're committed. So you park, you take that long walk up to the front. There's a, somebody sitting there with a table with all these name tags. You put your name tag on and you walk in and there's a sea of faces. You don't know where to look. So you desperately look for somebody that you know. Not necessarily somebody that you like, just somebody that you know. Hey, John, how you doing? How's family? How's business? Anything so you're not standing alone. It's like the high school dance all over again. If you don't see somebody that you know, you do one of the three Bs. You go to the bar, bathroom or buffet <laughs> and what you do is you get a cup of courage and you walk around and shake a few hands and hand out a few business cards and get a few business cards and you do that a few months in a row and then you go i'm not going to go back to nap anymore i didn't get anything out of that i didn't get any business i didn't get any nothing 
Well, guess what? It doesn't work that way. There's a specific way to network that makes a lot of sense, and it's about building alliances with people. What you're not doing when you are networking, what you shouldn't be doing anyway, is looking for people to sell to. And depending on which organization you're in, you may or may not have those. But if you go to like a, a local business exchange, a chamber, or something along that line, often what we do is we go in and network and look for somebody to sell to. That's a dangerous place to be because I don't know about you, but when I see somebody that's trying to sell to me, I'm running in the other direction. So networking is a completely different thing. Now, the next thing you wanted me to talk about was creating strong strategic alliances. And that goes along with networking. What you are doing when you're networking is you're looking to build strategic alliances. And what's a strategic alliance? A strategic alliance is someone that has a, a complementary business to yours or a business that calls on the same people that you call on but does not compete with you. So really when you're networking, the key is to look for people that have those type of businesses. And when they do, get a one-on-one -on -one coffee or something with them and learn about each other's businesses. That also though, Chaim, as you know, is a process. <laughs> to get together with somebody and shoot the breeze is not helping you. That's a very specific thing. And if you wanna build your business 80 to 90% on referrals, you can do it, but you need to do it on purpose and you need to do it properly. And building alliances properly is a key to all of this. So let me jump in because I want to really bring this to life. Uh -huh. And it's not just something you read in a book. Let me tell you how these things have showed, showed up for me, especially right now, especially during a worldwide pandemic and crisis. So you mentioned NAOP. NAOP, as everyone who has ever heard anything from me knows, is the Commercial Real Estate Development or Association. I'm on the right. board. I've been on the programs committee every month. We put on a fantastic program, 200 of the most accomplished people in our industry from developers to brokers to attorneys, engineers, everyone's in the room. And we often hear this, Hey, I signed up for the NAP membership. I've been to a couple breakfasts. I didn't get any business out of it. Um, I don't know if it's, if it's for me, Here's <laughs> how to apply what you said and be purposeful about it. Whenever you sign up to an association, you get access to their directory. So start with a directory before you go into a, an ocean, a sea of people, a room, 200 some odd folks and do the three B's. Look at the directory, ask yourself, who does it make sense for me to be, to have a relationship with, to network with. When you go to the breakfast, you use the breakfast as a, as an opportunity to get some FaceTime with them. And like you said, don't sell, but have a strategy, which you've given us plenty of strategies. We're not going to go into them today, but that is one way to be purposeful about your networking. One of the things that you did teach us is whenever you go to one of these things, a NAOP breakfast, an SIOR or CCIM lunch, a chamber yeah. of commerce event, what is your goal for that event? Never thought about it that way. Have a goal. I need to meet two strategic alliance prospects because I don't know at, at that moment at the networking event if they are in fact a strategic alliance partner. But my goal is to talk to enough people ask the right questions. I have already preloaded my questions, which you've given us many ideas to think about, but I cannot leave this event because it is a work event. I'm not here 
you know, spending social hour. I'm here to work and build my business. That's what the purpose of it is. I, my goal is to leave here with two strategic alliance prospects, and then I will go have a strategic alliance meeting with them later. It could be a coffee, a lunch, a zoom conversation, mm -hmm. which that's one great thing out of this is the acceleration of the use of this technology. Now a strategic alliance, like you said, there are, there are six steps. We're not going to share them because we don't have all the time in the world today, but you've given us the six questions on a, on a PDF. I literally will print the PDF and sit in front of my strategic alliance prospect and ask them this, these six questions. There is no pizzazz to it. There's no, there's no magic to it. It's a printed PDF with some questions and some lines. I'm not trying to be a, a you know, suave sales guru guy and hold the six questions in my mind and, and ask them in the right order. It's, when I sit down with people, the first person I did this with, because it's new to me, I wanted to get comfortable with it. I asked my good friend, Ray Lucero. He's a phenomenal banker at Bank of George. I said, Ray, I want to try this. Please come to my office. Let's do it. We go through by question two, three, you could see the traction really hitting. No one's ever asked me this before. I've never even asked these questions of myself before. They're so thought provoking and probing. And once I have this information from one of my strategic alliance partners, I can really help them. If it's not a direct referral, I can introduce them to people that they need to be connected with to, to build their own business. And when I do that, magic happens. Last, last week, you know I shared this with you. Yeah. Ryan Martin in my office and I closed an enormous transaction. Huge. Last week. Last week. Crazy. That's when it closed. Listen, it's not because there was some grace with this. There was some, some good luck, some you know, fantastic client, all that. But the fact is we had a monster closing. It was a multiple six-figure commission. It's a big reason why I, I admit why I'm feeling so confident, why Ryan is out feeling so confident right now. That deal came from a strategic alliance. It was a, it was a call on a Sunday afternoon a year ago from a strategic alliance referral partner saying, hi, I'm one of my best clients is about to fire their broker and you got to meet with them. I'm there. And here we are. This stuff works. All right, let's, um, let's go into a proper, my, one of my favorites, the proper sales conversations or proper sales call. Right. So what you had actually alluded to it before, I mean, when you make that first initial call with someone, whether it's like I said, on the phone, in person, it doesn't matter. There are steps that you want to go through. Like we talked about, you have to start with research. There has to be a purpose or a reason that you're calling someone. If you're, like I said, if you're just calling because, Hey, I drove by and I noticed this, that's not enough. You need to get on the phone you, or I'm sorry, you need to get on the computer. You need to look it up. You need to go to Google. You need to find out as much as you can because when you call somebody, that initial call, you need to have some meat on the bone. Because today, how embarrassed you should be to call somebody and go, hi, who's the person in charge of uh, your, real estate, your real estate transactions? Are you kidding me? Everything's out there if you look. And to ask that question today, you should be embarrassed. I would immediately hang up on you thinking I couldn't work with that person. If they can't do that much, I don't want them involved with me. Your job is to do some research up front and find a reason, uh, a hook for, for lack of a better term, and try to know as best you can the person you need to speak to or at least your assumption of that person and start there. 
once you know that you're calling and explaining, this is the reason that I'm calling. I understood this. I read this, saw this. This is why. And I thought it might make sense. And then you go into the good questions like we talked about before. Share with me what your thoughts are on this. When you did this, tell me about that. What's the growth looking like for, there's some good consultative questions. And the way to identify those is if I were not in sales, if I had the knowledge that I have today in commercial real estate, but I was not incorporate, I was not uh, employed by anyone. I was, I am incorporated and you have absolutely nothing to sell. You can't do anything but consult. The only thing you have to sell is what's in between your ears. If you think that way, the questions that you would ask there are gonna be much more neutral, conversational. They're learning questions. They're not trying to put somebody into a corner to try to sell them because you've already, you already have an agreement and they've already paid you. So, I mean, that's what you wanna think about. Once you ask those questions, dig them a little bit deeper, then you summarize, like I said before, that next step is to learn and summarize, here's what I hear you say, set a clear next step that you both agree on, not I'll call you next week, I'll check on this, send me this, no, none of that. It has to be a step that's tight, that you both agree, this is what I see as our next step in this, what do you think? And you put it on your calendar and you both have a next step. It isn't up to you as a salesperson to chase them. If you're doing it, you're doing it wrong. You need to get an agreement from them and that happens through this process. Once you do that and get a clear next step, your last step is to have the entire conversation. You're obviously taking notes. That's pretty much sales 101. And you take the things that they told you and you put it into a recap email. Dear Chaim, thanks so much for our conversation today. To recap, bullet one, bullet two, bullet three, this is what you said. We also agreed that as of Tuesday, we were gonna connect again in person at your property. I was going to look at this <clears throat> and then we would sit down and uh, further discuss the opportunities. If we're happy, I'll, you know, I'll bring paperwork to get a sign, but if we don't do that, that's okay too. Any of the above is incorrect, let me know. If not, I will see you Tuesday at three at your location. And again, I'm throwing a lot of that out there at one time, but having that in a proper warm call, cold call, having that out set for you is so important to make sales move forward properly. Now, you said it, you're putting a lot out there all at once. I have been practicing these seven steps for the last year. And it's like when you watch a pro golf tournament on TV, it makes it look, it may, it's so simple. They make it look so easy every single time. It occurred to me the second time you came to visit us in person, I'm looking around the room, the questions that are going to you, the answers keep coming back to the same thing. I said to myself, Greta sounds like a broken record. Mm -hmm. And the reality is it's just like the, the pro golfer. They do it the same every time. If they're making tweaks, it's when they're practicing in between tournaments uh, but this is so simple to think about, incredibly hard to put into practice. For myself, I got the research intro push-pull ground rules questions and summary pretty quickly because it's natural for a salesperson to understand and put that into play. The ninja moves, I have to say, are with the clear next steps. For every conversation, what is the clear next step? 
and the recaps and the double secret ninja move with the recap <laughs> as I'm spending the time, which sometimes Greta, I don't want to do it. You know, know. PM, there are other things I need to be doing or want to be doing. I'm tired. But when you do those recaps, you just copy paste over to the CRM. The entire yeah. team knows the conversation, what was talked about, what were the pain points and then what, what the expectations are. So seemingly simple, not too hard to put into play, but it does take practice and so effective once you do. Well, and it is, it is a lot like, you know, learning golf to use that example. I mean, every, if you play golf, we play a particular way. Then you go get a lesson and everything <laughs> gets screwed up because they tell you, you know, change your stance and turn your left hand. And then you do all that and you're like, where the hell did my game go? And most people, will eventually slide back into what they did because it's easier. Ninja is sticking with it over and over and taking another lesson and another one and tightening until that becomes natural. And when it does, you know, you move to the next level. If you've ever listened to or read anything on Tiger Woods, that's a lot of what he does. And I remember years ago when he wasn't doing well, he kind of was gone for a while and then he came back and he looked like, he looked like he had all these muscles and I mean, he was just a bigger guy. And one of the things he talked about was that Michael Jordan, who was a friend of his said, look, you know, you, you need some power. You need to build, you need to grow. So Michael Jordan gave him a whole process and his fitness um, trainer and they worked together and he built muscle. He built his core. And that was part of, you know, how he became stronger in golf when he, when he hit that real street. So it's all about making little changes. And yes, the changes are simple, but they're not easy because change is never easy. And if you've been in this business a long time, any business, your business, any business a long time, as soon as people say, this is what to do, the, the good people will make some changes. The great ones will make those changes and make sure they stick. And when that happens, there's no ceiling to this. So I, I'm asking myself not if I want to be good or I want to be great. And I obviously want to be great. Now, I, you and I spoke last week. I shared with you this commitment that I made to post one thing a day for the next 30 days to help other commercial real estate agents who might be struggling, need motivation, need some new ideas. And then you surprised me with an offer of your own, a commitment of your own, a generous offer. You said, listen, I can design a very special curriculum. It'll be four weeks long. The recipients of this curriculum will get, and you can elaborate in a second, uh, four video modules covering the things we just talked about. That's right. Uh, sales process overview, next level networking, creating strategic alliances and proper sales conversations. And uh, one call a week, a conference call, it'll be a group call to talk, to discuss the training, uh, the, the video modules, and, and then a few other topics. Right. And, and I offered that for several reasons. One, I asked you, why are you putting out these things to your, to other commercial real estate? Why are you, you said, look, it's a tough time and I want to help them. They're my colleagues. They're, you know, we're all in the same business. We, there's enough business. We all want to help each other. And I thought that is exactly what makes you successful, Haim. And I want to be a part of that. So I absolutely, it's up to you who you want in it and how many people that you would like in it. 
Um, what I will do is once you let me know who those people are, we'll set a specific day of the week. We'll set maybe 30 minutes or so, uh, but I will send them each week one of these modules and they're like, you know, 20 minutes, maybe the module, it's, you know, me giving the module on a video, then they can jump on the call. They can ask any questions. I'll review what they learned. And I, and I hope by the time this four weeks is over, we'll be up and out of this enough where they can really start implementing, which they can start implementing immediately. There's some things that you've been doing all along that have been helpful during this whole crisis. Okay. So let's go through some, some details. Okay. Um, all right, so this is a no strings attached kind of a thing. I want to make that very clear. Absolutely. If, if you're a commercial real estate agent, we'll start in Las Vegas first and then we'll see, we might open it up to my Corfac network. If you're a commercial real estate agent and you are interested in this, here's what you need to do. Email me at hm at mdlgroup.com. So hm, like my initials, Hayam Mizrahi at mdlgroup.com. Tell me that you're interested. Greta, in a second, I'm going to ask you who should put themselves forward to this okay. and who, frankly, should not. But let's say between now and Friday, April 10th, if you're interested, email me at, at that email address, hm at mdlgroup.com. I will then connect you with Greta. And then Greta, talk to us about what would happen from there. What should whoever might be interested in, in this expect? What are the steps? Okay. So you will uh, let me know who's interested. I will send them uh, a link to one of these four modules every week. They will get uh, those modules that they can look at. They can actually uh, download them. I have, you can download on an MP4, I believe, if you want to. Um, so they can download those. They can review them as many times as they want. And then that following week after they get that, they will have an opportunity to get on a conference call, similar to what we're doing, a Zoom call. Uh, they can get on a call, ask questions about what they've just learned, what they've reviewed. I'll teach it as well. Um, and we'll do that for four weeks in a row. Um, so that's what they'll get. Now, you also asked me who should do it and who shouldn't. If you're hearing this and you go, you know, that, that might be good. It might be a good time for this. Don't do it. Don't. <laughs> this isn't about, oh, this might be a good time. This is, oh my God. That's what I've been looking for. I want to jump on this opportunity. And you're right, no strings attached. I'm not charging anybody anything. I'm doing this for Hyam. He's a client of mine, so I'm doing it for him, and he wants to do it to help other people. No strings attached, but I, I will tell you, the only string is that you commit to it. Because there's only a certain amount of people that he's going to allow do this, that frankly, I'm going to allow do this. I have no problem as long as you're 100% in. So if you want to get really good at what you do. Not just, well, this sounds good, but I really want to dig in and make this work and I know it's not going to be easy, then jump in and apply for it. If you don't, there's a difference that I talk about between nice and necessary, okay? Nice is, that would be really nice. I think that, you know, I'm sitting around anyway, that would be nice to do. Or this is necessary. This is a piece that I need to put in my toolbox and it's going to project me to the next level. If you feel it's necessary, then jump all over it. If you don't, then it's probably not best for you to do it because it'll just confuse what you already do and you'll end up going back to what you've always done and that doesn't make any sense. That's great. So again, no strings, not from Greta. It's not being charged, not from MDL Group, not from me. Nothing. This is purely, if, if this is something you feel is necessary and you want to jump on this opportunity, then email me at hm at mdlgroup.com.
So, you know, you and I talked about, we're going to record this. I'll post it on social media. I will also use it as my podcast takeaways. But before we sign off, any final takeaways that you want to share, Greta? No, I'm good. You know, I guess the only takeaway I would I would say is the fact that you are thinking about this, I think is brilliant. The fact that you want to help other people in your industry who potentially some of them could even compete against you. I love that. That is the kind of thing that if that's who you are, you're going to be successful here. If you're a taker and it's all about what can I get, in my opinion, you're not going to be, you'll be very short-term successful in sales and your reputation will not last very long. So if you're going to sell and move out of town, fine. But if you want a long-term reputation, that's what this is. And, you know, I know I don't want to embarrass you, Haim, but you are really a very, very special client of mine because you so get it and you so understand it. When we talked about this last week, I was talking to my husband at night over our glass of wine, which is what we do. And I said, you are not going to believe the conversation I have with Haim today. It was such a good idea. And we talked about this and he's like, my God, that's a great idea. And there's not everybody. I mean, you know, I don't want to embarrass you, but there's not a lot of people like you. And I would happily do this for you because I respect how you run your business. Thank you so much, Greta. That means a lot coming from you. I really appreciate it. And thank you for spending your precious Monday morning here. I know you have some other things to get to right now. But thank you for doing this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Look forward to it. It'll be fun. It's always fun when, when you're around. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. This is a special episode of Takeaways that we're recording in response to COVID-19. If you like what you heard, make sure to leave us a comment. Leave us a review. Tune in next time. Thank you for listening. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Takeaways podcast is about sharing and paying it forward. If you like this show, please make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast and leave us a review. It really goes a long way. And if you really like the show, please share takeaways with a friend. Thank you and tune in next time.